Hello, 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 and welcome to Legal Ethics in a New York Minute. I'm your host, Kaylin Wittenham, and I am so, so excited to be here today. It took us a little longer than a minute to get here, but that's okay. All that matters is that we are here now. about legal ethics and attorney discipline. And as you know, in the world of legal ethics, anything can change in a New York minute. You may have known an attorney with an amazing career, and then suddenly everything changed. Something happened, and that attorney's career was cut short in the blink of an eye, or what we like to call in a New York minute. And so that's why I created this podcast. Come join me. And let's chat. I will share tips to stay on track, traps to avoid, highlight key decisions and opinions. And of course, if there is something that you would like us to discuss, please send us a message and we'll be happy to discuss it in one of our future episodes. As the name suggests, each podcast episode will be brief. It will be in a New York minute, but don't worry, the content will be great. This will be a seasonal podcast. And this, our first season, is titled The Fundamentals. We have some interesting seasons coming up in the not-so-distant future, including Sex, Sex, and Ethics, and Kaylin and Friends. But before we jump into today's episode, I just want to share a little bit about myself. As stated, my name is Kaylin Wittenham. I am a licensed attorney in New York and New Jersey, and I've been practicing in the area of legal ethics and professional responsibility for 10 years. Wow, a decade certainly flies. I started in this area at the Attorney Grievance Committee in the First Judicial Department, which is in Manhattan and covers Manhattan and the Bronx. Almost eight years ago, I left the committee and started my own firm. Today, I defend attorneys and judges who are accused of professional misconduct, as well as act as outside ethics counsel for law firms. Now, for that overview of the attorney disciplinary system here in New York, we're going to talk about the structure, the purpose, what conduct can be investigated, the standard of proof, the types of discipline that may be imposed, as well as a little reminder from Justice Benjamin Cardoza. So let's talk about the structure. In New York, unlike many other states, jurisdiction over admission and discipline lies within the four appellate divisions. So it's not a single board of bar overseers or a single bar court or the bar association, but four appellate divisions have jurisdiction over the admission and discipline of attorneys. Each of those appellate divisions appointed a committee, has an investigative arm that's called the Attorney Grievance Committee. And the Attorney Grievance Committee consists of attorneys who investigate and prosecute allegations of professional misconduct by an attorney. They are the enforcers, so to speak, of the rules of professional conduct. But let's go now to the purpose. So what exactly is the purpose of this? Well, According to the courts, the purpose of discipline is to protect the public and the integrity of the profession. It is not 
to punish the attorney. And this is something that has been stated many, many years going back to matter of Naren in 1967, when the court said justice, that it's the discipline, it's not to punish an attorney, but it's simply to protect the public and the integrity of the profession. Now, what conduct would be investigated by the attorney grievance committee? What sort of things is it that you could do that could be called into question? Well, sadly, but true, both your professional conduct and your personal conduct could be called into question. Often, attorneys are so surprised when they are called on to answer for their conduct that has absolutely nothing to do with the practice of law. Again, nothing to do with the practice of law, yet they have to answer to that conduct. I like to say it's when the personal disrupts the professional. And listen out because we are going to have an entire episode dedicated to personal conduct that has led to discipline. Again, disrupting the professional life of the attorney. Another very important thing to know and to keep in mind is the standard of proof. What is the standard of proof in New York? Well, it's simply the preponderance of the evidence. Yes, it is that. Just a little more than 50%, preponderance of the evidence. And although the United States Supreme Court has said this is quasi-criminal, and most recently the Court of Appeals have echoed this in matter of Hollock and emphasized that any discipline is imposed must be based on the record and that there is a right to due process, nonetheless, it is simply a preponderance of the evidence standard when it comes to attorney disciplinary matters in New York. And what types of discipline may be imposed? Well, before we get to that, before we get to exactly the types of discipline, let's just say when a complaint is filed with the attorney grievance committee, they could, in the first instance, decline to investigate that matter. However, if they do investigate the matter, they could, at the end of their investigation, make a determination that, if true, this may not rise to the level of a violation of the rules of professional conduct. And at that time, the committee will dismiss the matter. If they don't dismiss the matter because they believe that they need to comment on the attorney's conduct, but at this point they will discipline the attorney, what they may do is issue what is called a letter of advisement. The letter of advisement is not discipline. It's more of a warning. It's more commenting on the attorney's conduct, but not formally disciplining the attorney. Now, if the committee believes that there needs to be more, then it comes to private discipline in the form of an admonition where no one would know about it except for the attorney being disciplined. Or, of course, if it was a complaint by a client, when the committee closes its investigation, the committee usually will let the client know what actions were taken. Now, if, God forbid, and there's a complaint and it's not resolved or closed in the form of a dismissal, a letter of advisement, or private discipline in the form of an admonition, then what's left is public discipline. And there are three types of public discipline. An attorney may be censured. And if an attorney is censured, that's more of a public comment on what the attorney has done, and that's public rebuke, so to speak. The 
the good thing about public censure, I guess it's the silver lining, so to speak, in public discipline. If you must get publicly disciplined, that's what you would want. And it's a censure because you won't have to stop practicing. You won't have to notify your clients that, you know, you were censured. Things that you would have to do if you're suspended or disbarred. Now, if you're not so lucky to get a public censure, the next step could be a suspension. And a suspension can range anywhere from a month, three months, six months to five years. I don't recall seeing any suspensions in New York beyond five years. Usually when it's beyond five years, the court is just going to disbar you, which is seven years. So in New York, there's not a thing as a permanent disbarment, but you would get disbarred for seven years. And after seven years, you would be able to reapply to the court for readmission. Now, if you're suspended beyond six months, or if you're disbarred, it's quite a lengthy and extensive process to get back in. A six months or less suspension is a lot easier, although it's still a suspension, it's a lot easier for you to get back in. But for anything beyond six months, it could be a very difficult process. And just so you know, the court may not admit you the first time you put in your application. They may, but they may not. So if you're not admitted, readmitted on the first attempt, and let's say, for example, you're disbarred, that seven years could turn into 10 years, could turn into 15 years, could turn into 20. It could be a very, very long time that you remain suspended or disbarred. So with those consequences, we want to try our best to do whatever we can to protect our license. But in the words of Justice Benjamin Cardozo, the practice of law is a privilege burdened with conditions. And the conditions include being called upon to answer to conduct that is both professional and personal. And to ensure that the public is protected and the integrity of the profession, the Attorney Grievance Committee and the appellate divisions in New York will enforce the rules of professional conduct. Well, that's it for our first episode. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you learned a thing or two. Comment, like, and share. And we look forward to seeing you on our next episode of Legal Ethics in a New York Minute. Until then, I'm your host, Kaylin Whittenham, signing off.